Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Bit Taller. I am Amir and we are back. Fergie's about to jump on. We get into the craziness of the Western Conference. Utah's number one. Golden State's out of the top 10. We get into that. The Lakers uh, uh, possibly trading LeBron. And we get into so much more with a lot of anger towards Chris. Listen in. Let's get ready to ramble. ramble. What up, Fergie? We were gone last week. We are back again. How are you? Back in action, my man. There's a lot going on in the NBA. Lots I, of uh, there's, surprise there's, teams. Lots of uh, just excitement going on. I was going to say, like, I usually have, like, a list of things I like to get into. There's so much going on. I'm just, like, let's let the conversation go and let's ramble through it all. So, um Let's first. Let's first start off and say how much money I have. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, so we had three games a couple of weeks ago. You basically, um, so we had three games and we had one bet between us about the next Laker game, (laughs) them making more plus or minus thirteen threes. I'm taking my money because I said they were. I went against my Lakers. They lost. I think they won that game and they still lost. They didn't shoot as many threes. So basically, you are still you broke even. You didn't win any. You didn't lose any. You're ten thousand fifty. I went up two hundred, so I'm at nine thousand nine hundred. I'm right there again. Ooh, close match. All right, here we go. All right, so we got three games this week. We got L.A. versus L.A. Clippers. Who you got? Well, I know who you got, got, but how much you got is a question. We're going, going hundred. That's not even a question. We're going hundred yeah. okay, because Chris. I don't even know who is playing for the Lakers or the Clippers these days. Yeah, I was going to say we don't know who's playing for the Clippers. But I will say I did catch the say the last like eight minutes of that Clipper game last night, and some of the guys they got on the on the team that were playing down the stretch. I don't even know if they're the starters or not. But I tell you what, you had Terrence Ross, you had uh, Powell, you had Reggie Jackson, and then uh, and then George was out there. They made a run, and that was a damn good finish. I don't know if you caught it, but they were getting stops on Cleveland. They came back from like. 10 down with four minutes to go and uh and pulled out a victory it was it was a pretty good finish man i was i was pretty excited to watch uh some hard-nosed defense by the clips and uh i like pal's game man that guy that guy saw it. him and ross together those guys are scrappy i feel like you're mixing somebody up terrence ross is not on clippers i just looked up the roster i literally had to look up the roster no excuse um, maybe terrence man excuse me there you go there you go there you go there you go yeah, yeah man man dude he's a ball like he was under under valued player last year he was he's a very good player he is dude, a if not Superman, starter sixth man energy they yeah. brought some energy yeah. with uh reggie jackson out there yeah. that was that was great. I don't know if you caught that, but that was a, that no, was a nice finish. I, I, and I try a, not a nice win. to watch. I try not to watch Clipper games. And I, I honest, completely honest, Lakers have sucked so much. I, I try not to watch any basketball because it's just disappointing when I see good basketball. I'm like, 
why can't they play like this? <laughs> why? So just... is it is it is it too early in the season, or do you think this is about time where we can place our yearly Anthony Davis overs unders games play? So Anthony Davis is, hasn't he's only missed one game. I know that's why I'm saying. Except I think this is this is a good he's value gone, for me right now. Hold on, he's missed one game, but he's gone MIA in the fourth quarter in many games. So, um, even last night when LeBron was out, why are you not grabbing the ball and taking twenty shots that fourth quarter? Like that's your that's your game. That's your quarter. I don't know. I feel like. I want to say he's a good second player, you know, where, but it's like, okay, when the A guy's out, like Gasol took over when he needed to take over when, you know, Kobe was gone, you know, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him, homie. I honestly I have no idea. Hey, man, I told you last this offseason, they should have traded him. No, so now it's. You can't trade him when it's at the low style. You got to get, he's consistently, he's a good player. He's on the court right now. Now you can get a value for him. I'm saying off season, you could have traded him. Off season, you could have got some really nice pieces for him. I definitely think so. But anyways, back to my question. Uh Of the 82 games, what is our overs under? Well, so like that, so speaking of that though, like if I were, uh, this is a question I was going to bring up. If I were to tell you, let's say 12 games into the season, Golden State was going to be four and seven and Utah was going to be nine and three, knowing what happened in the offseason, what would you have told me? I, I would have said, Get the fuck out of got here. Hurt. I would have said, Somebody got hurt for the Warriors and they're not playing at full strength right now. And they're at full strength. Yeah. And therefore, so I like as much as as shitty as the Lakers are playing, they're two and eight. Golden State, who is defending champions, who have arguably probably the four. If those four starting four go against any other four, probably the best four, right? Yeah, I mean, but here's the here's the difference with that though, and you've you've watched a ton of Laker games. Um, to attest to this, the Lakers just don't look good out there as far as the team. I know the Warriors have lost some games. They still are moving the ball, playing. You know, it's it's not it's not really gelling and working right now for whatever reason. But I I see the light switch going on a lot easier for the Warriors than I do with the Lakers. I feel the roster they have around. But why? Be, because just the roster in general. I don't. Well, that's think my the point. Lakers, have a good roster. So what I'm saying is them being two and eight, I, I don't see them still in like a decent position. I'm not no, sure if that's I, where you're going to go. My, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you on the Lakers being two and eight. That's fine. Let's, let's, but okay. Lakers are two and eight and they are trying to figure out what the roster rotation is. And they don't necessarily have the best roster, right? Golden State 13, you know, 12 games in, they're four and seven. So what is that? 11 games in or four and seven. They have almost the exact same roster, except that we discussed that adding Wiseman was going to make them better, not worse. And they're worse and significantly worse than last year's start. So I know we can criticize the Lakers because they deservingly need to be criticized, and I get it. 
but they barely beat uh, Sacramento Kings, and the uh, the league came out saying uh, Clay fouled the I don't know whoever was shot the last three to potentially tie the game and lead to another overtime, whatever, whatever. So yeah, they yeah. barely pat beat uh, Sacramento, who's right behind them. So like, it's weird that like as shitty as the Lakers are, it's just the league is really weird right now, especially in the West. Like Utah's first, Portland is third. Who the fuck would have ever thought Portland would be? third see that's a bigger one to me the the utah jazz i mean they got some pieces in return it's not like they just sold everyone and said we're we're done i mean i'm not saying this on the caliber yeah. of donovan mitchell and rudy gobert but you got colin sexton you got marketing you got some other guys back that are still are still good players um of those two the shocker is definitely portland i, th- I thought they would have been um for sure trying to tank uh you know, trying to get Dame a number one or two pick next year mm-hmm. to to restart it, to so he'll maybe kind of stick around and stuff. I, that's what I thought. So that was definitely surprising. My question to go off of what you mentioned about the the Warriors is: it time for Clay to to be traded away? I don't think they would ever do that, but is it time for him to go? I don't think he's having a bad season though. I mean, he's shooting 32% from three, which is the lowest he's, I think, ever shot from three. Okay. And that's his that's his game, right? right? He's not a put it on the deck, go around you. He's lost a little bit of a step where he used to be able to pump fake, kind of get around a guy with his size and kind of finish. Doesn't have that much of that ability anymore. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they will just because of what he means to that franchise. But, man, is it time for them to – pull the plug on that and give Wiggins his 36 minutes a game and give Poole his 35 minutes a game? Or do you think Wiseman just isn't the fit that they needed because he doesn't provide that that extra guy on the perimeter that kind of spaces things out? Yeah, well, I mean, like, Wiseman's only playing 13 minutes a game. Like, no, it's, not, it's not enough to, like... I, I feel like 13 minutes a game is not enough to affect a win-loss team when you have Clay and Green and Steph and Wiggins. Like, okay, Clay's playing or Steph's playing 35. Wiggins playing 34. Pooler's playing 28. Clay's playing 20. So basically their start, their final five is Green, Clay. So they're playing basically no center. And they have Green at center and they have four shooters, right? So, so question for you, if you go back and I don't know if you'd be able to find this quickly or not last year, instead of Wiseman in that second unit, they're four and five men who play it. Was it like Belitza? Was that his name? Right. A stretch four yeah, or five in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's gone. So I'm not saying that his 12 or 13 minutes is like killing the team, but you got to also remember the production that they're getting from that second unit could be a little off because their roles now, the way that the ball was flowing and the way that they were playing with the second unit and when Clay stays in with the second unit versus Curry could be a little off. So it's going to take some time maybe for for him to find how he can successfully make an impact on the offensive end as well. Defensively, I think he definitely helps you know protect the rim a little bit. But offensively, is he clogging some things up? Well, and Golden State loves to just – Kind of flow through the lane and a lot of 
you know, crossing and coming yeah. off picks. So I don't know. So well, that the so the question for me would be, you said Clay. Do you think it might be time to trade Wiseman? Because you can get probably a pretty good play, a player and or draft pick for him and not necessarily have to pay his new contract that he's going to come up for. And if not next year, the year after. And if you can get like a good stretch five, a good, not even great, a decent coming off the bench player for Wiseman and maybe a pick in the future, wouldn't that? be more than getting rid of clay you know what i'm saying like yeah oh for sure and and trust me like i think clay what he's done i don't think they will get rid of him i just from the I mean, franchise look, i think i will give i will give westbrook that. for clay tomorrow Set up and, and i don't think they should get rid of clay i'm just trying to think of how they could turn that around quickest and i'm not sure getting rid of wiseman right now would be most beneficial i think having that uh, security blanket in case Looney, who sometimes looks like he labors up and down the court with his knees at only age 25 years old. But uh, having that backup is important. So yeah, I, think I, they'll, I, I think they'll figure it out. And to be honest, are they worried about finishing the five or six seed? No. So that just could be where they're at in their careers right now. Yeah. Kinda, well, we, we go through the motions. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the, I think that's the most important thing that, we have to realize about veteran teams, and I think we all understand that, is that veteran teams don't care where they end up because they've done it over and over and over again. It's yep. just interesting to me that like like right now, San Antonio is in the ninth seed. Minnesota and them and the Pelicans are basically tied for 8, 9, 10. It's too early, but like, San Antonio's trying to lose. Utah, we thought, was going to try to lose. Portland, we thought, was trying to lose. We thought OKC was trying to lose. They're four and six. They, I think they just beat they beat somebody recently that I was like, oh, shit. I can't remember, whatever it was. But I'm like, so, look, these are all NBA teams, and the players are trying to win. The mm-hmm. GMs might try to create the rosters that don't justify wins, but the players are still good enough to be in the league, and they're going to compete so i don't know yeah i always say look what was it uh the heat were eight nine you know 17 games into the season and they made it to the finals and then went four straight years so it takes it it might take some time to get acclimated i think for the lakers we'll go back to it i think it's going to take some time for westbrook he's playing really well off the bench i think it takes time for the final roster to kind of come into play like the final four the five guys to finish the games is going to come into play. And they had a pretty t- difficult schedule coming into it. And then all of a they sudden, did. you know, Utah became a fucking juggernaut who was taking down everybody. Nobody expected that. So anyway, okay. Next game I got Saturday. We got Portland at Dallas. Um, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go Dallas, of course. Ooh, just, ooh, that's I, a I surprise. <laughs> no. And, and it's not just because, because I definitely, I have picked against Dallas, you know, before, if I think it's, it's warranted, I, I think Portland's playing well beyond what they should be. Um, and it's gonna, it's gonna change at some point in time. Uh, the Mavericks do have a good team and led by MVP Luka Doncic. 
Um, <laughs> okay, so this pod, you say it's he's the MVP. Okay, just to clarify. Did, did, didn't I say he was the no, MVP? No, the last time we did a pod, you first said uh, Giannis is looking like the MVP, and then you threw in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But preseason, I picked Luca. <laughs> you did. You did, I, do, you did. I do remember. And, you know, speaking of those two, so my pick is the Mavs for 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get your pick, but then let's jump into that Luca. Uh, MVP situation. Uh, you know, I'm going to go against you just because I got to go. I got Portland for 50. Okay, that sounds good. So, our two guys can can you recall two guys that were so even matched up from an MVP the first 12 games in as as those two are right now? I can't, but I will say the if they were if everything stays consistent right across the board for them, I would go with. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Giannis, just because he plays both sides. Okay. Okay. He is, if not one of the better on ball defenders, he's a fantastic, if not one of the best off ball coming off and affecting shots at the rim, affect, you know, moving over. So, uh, Luca, we both can agree, doesn't know what defense is. Yeah. No, I, I can't dispute that. Um, it's it's incredible what he does on the defensive end for the Bucks and how he just makes the game look so easy for his team out there. I mean, they are just starting off killing it this year, and no surprise, um, just what what he's doing for his team is is fantastic. Watching Luca put up thirty six a game and how he's doing this just with ease. I mean, guys know he's going to shoot the ball. It doesn't matter his size. In the ability to create, I'm sorry, but when you see his size and his um, kind of his stature, he shouldn't be able to one, two, cross, cross, step back, cross, or and go around guys that are four inches smaller. And so, like it's it's incredible how he can still get by them into the lane whenever he wants. It's not like he's just trucking people out of the way. He's using his finesse and getting around. I'm like, how the hell is he doing this? It's a magician. The entire time Chris is talking, I'm like nodding my head, agreeing because like it's he looks like the like when you play rec ball or when you go to the 24 hour fitness gym and there's this like heavier set guy that like just like mo- Moses onto the corner. Like I got next, whatever. And he starts playing and like, yo, how the fuck are you getting past these guys? Yeah. And like they just do it like he just looks like a rec ball guy, but there's just like he his he's i don't know if he knows the angles better than anybody else or he's maybe quick twitch and just that one step and then like moses down past everybody and then uses his weight and his arms to like but he had a couple plays a game ago i don't know who they were playing where he like he literally crossed the dude up i'm like yo yeah. like this is like, a professional like, dude defending you six eight with his kind of build should not be crossing people making people look stupid like that but he is it's like you know he's gonna go cross over to the left between the legs right cross over left and then step back it's like you would say that's what he's gonna do and he's still gonna get an open look it's just how high he shoots it it's and it's not even a quick shot yeah it's a combination of the dirk fadeaway ish with with a great handles it's just wild i absolutely love watching it and i can't dispute if he gets second in an mvp um However, if it is this close, I feel like the league, just because we'll they don't like to give it to the same guy every year or else 
uh, Shaq would have won it. Uh, Jordan won, won like LeBron ten of them. Yeah, won yeah, it. yeah, I mean, LeBron would have had ten by now if that yeah. was the case. Yeah. So I feel like if it comes close, Luca might get the edge. But then I also don't forget about our boy Steph down uh, in the Bay, or up in the Bay Area, still averaging over thirty something a game, just torching it too. And Jaw, and Jaw too. And Jaw's ja. yeah, Jaw's like solid up in there. All right, and our last game we got it's uh, speaking of Jaw, Memphis at Pelicans. Tuesday night game. Uh, Memphis at Pelicans. I will take Memphis. I think uh, in following Memphis this season, Jaw is doing a lot better job of getting some other guys involved too. Um, You know, I I may or may not have taken some of his uh, over-under assist props, and uh, he has been distributing the ball quite well. So how much you got on it? If you fancy some of the prop bets, jaw overs on assists, you know, has been uh, pretty decent lately. So uh, he's playing. He's playing quite well. I'm going to go with uh, uh, the Grizz. For, uh, for how much? How much? Hundred. Degenerate gambler. Everybody <laughs> has a gambling problem. One eight hundred gambler. <laughs> no. Um... You know what? I'll go against you. I'll go with Pelicans for uh, 50. Um, I, you know, I have a question for you, though. So I don't know how many of the Pelicans games you've seen. Uh, Zion on the offensive end is just unstoppable, right? Unstoppable. He needs to shoot the ball 30 <clears throat> times a game. But the defensive end, he blows that. Like, he just sucks that. Like, at one point, do you think people will just be like, you know what? He doesn't give a rat's ass and he's looking to get the missed shot and go and they're going to go at him or use him as the screen and roll, you know, where they he's going to be ending ending up guarding jaw or Luca or whatever. And he's athletic enough, strong enough, fast enough to stay in front of all those guys. Do you think he will ever want to be that guy? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you got to remember how many seasons has he actually been in the league for a full year playing, one? right? <laughs> Maybe so, ha- half one? So, yeah, I think eventually he will. I mean, he's still trying to figure out his game and where he, where he fits into the mix of doing things. So, um, you know, just like a lot of these players, they, you know, they, they'll put in some time and figure out how they can be more effective on defense. But also you got a guy with that much talent, you know, and he wants to run and you got Ingram and stuff. You got to play to their strengths a little bit too. I mean, well, Ingram, like Ingram, I mean, Ingram is playing at a very high level. Like he is running he is. squad, you know. Definitely, but you got him. You got CJ. I mean, yeah. these guys need to be getting up and down and, yeah. and getting into these track meets with other yeah. teams and really utilizing their strengths. Um, so, I mean, I I don't think they're there yet right now for some of the reasons you talked about. So, I definitely think the Grizz will uh will take that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, speaking you, of speaking yeah. of Zion, did you see the clip? Where Trey Young runs into him and like act all tough. Like he would squish it. Like it'd be like me running into Sh- not even Shaq. It'd be me running into anybody six four and like over two hundred pounds and be like uh, me looking them down. I'm like yeah, the to watch Zion's look like. What are you doing, man? Like you know, why are you like, looking? You I didn't even, even get mad. see like, you. What? Yeah, it's like I didn't even see you there. Like I literally was just looking at the shot and walking out, and you ran into me. Like <laughs> that was pretty funny to see. That was I, actually I a like, good one. Yeah. yeah, I did like that. 
Uh, last one before I have a couple questions for you. Um, mm-hmm. Timberwolves struggling right now. Did you did you expect them to struggle this bad with the with the guys they I mean that they have they on their roster as the top four? Last year they were what zero and six, zero and eight, or something like that before they got onto the roll. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to expect with that team. I just don't. I don't know what the cat like. Cat, they have a squad, but like, did you see that play where Ant was just uh, on the wing and they there was a play not running for him and he just stood there like hands on his hips, just like watching the entire play. So it's like. There's some sort of miscommunication, not enough effort amongst all of them to like, yeah. like you'll never see Clay or Clay or Steph or Poole or whatever, just stand there. Like, and not just stand there, but like stand there and make sure everybody understands this isn't a play not running for me. And I'm just going to stand and just watch it. You know, like, yeah, that's, so, a, bad, that's a bad team right there. If you're, you, if you're displaying that to everyone, like, Oh, this isn't for me. I'm going to take this playoff. You got, you got to still be a decoy and still, you run have it, to run like, you set. have to pretend yeah. like juke at it. Like you got to do something, but you can't just nonchalant, just stand there, you know? So no, yeah, I don't I really know what they go. I thought the go bear cat inside presence would have been a lot stronger right now. Um, cause usually, you know, teams like that, if they're trying to gel, it's defensively, they're, they're having a lot of struggles, but when you add Gobert to the mix, I thought that would have taken away some of their, their struggles defensively. And they would have been able to kind of overcome that. I mean, they have a good squad now. Maybe it's very similar to maybe it's just clogging. The, you just got to gel. Yeah. Well, it's also maybe it's, he's clogging the lane for them, the rest of them and yeah, can't that. get into the lane as fast as when you have cat and, uh, you know, Gobert. Gobert in the lane so I don't know it that's a I uh, I always say 10 games in is kind of iffy to discuss things I think 20 games yeah. in you get a good idea of like where they are because you're a quarter of the way into the season you know um but we'll see look quarter yeah, I mean, 20 the games 20 games in we're going to be talking about the Lakers as sellers and I mean I don't know where do you think LeBron's gonna get traded to in about 15 games look if I can get three draft picks out of LeBron I am good <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I'm not a every, every, Lakers win every year because I start yeah. the season with that way. But like, if I can win every five years, I'm good. That's a great way as a as a true fan. That's a great way to look at it because if it's not going, hey, let's build it up, let's build it up, and let's get some winning. And then sometimes you got to tear it down a little bit. So I mean, that truly is a great way to look at like you know. A fan, you want as to much win as every people, year, but come on, as much as people, it's not going to happen. Yeah, like as much as people want the like, as much as people criticize the Lakers, we won a championship two years ago, like two and a half, three years ago, whatever it was, 2020. Chris, don't shake your fucking head. If Dallas would have won, you would never have fucking done that shit. You would be like, you're chanting with Dallas jerseys everywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, we didn't need a bubble to win our last one. I'm just going to say that. When was the last one you won? <laughs> uh, remember with Dirk, it was like uh, 12, 2012, was it? it was 11, homie. It's been, look, at your old age, I'll tell you what year they won. Man, it's been over a decade. Good Lord. So, so that's the thing. Like, I will take it every, look, every decade, I will take one. So we won in 2010, I'll take one 2020. I will take it every decade. 
If that's the case, that's going to happen. So um, do you have a question for me? Because I have a game for um, you. Oh, I got, yeah, I got a little game right now. Go Very for it. similar to how you always try to stump me with Go players for it. in the league. I will lose. And <laughs> I, I picked out a few doozies here for you <laughs> because you've always stumped me on this game. So it is the where does he play now game. Done. Let's go. Familiar with this. All right. I got the traveler Taj Gibson, who has been in the league for about 74 years now. Taj Gibson. He played in New York last year, right? Uh, does not East... play for, he does not play for the Knicks this year. No, right, no, no. He's on the East Coast. I saw his name recently. Is he? <laughs> you did this last couple of pods ago. That's Is he right. Charlotte? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> oh, for one, he plays for the wonderful Wizards. Wizards. That's what it is. Okay, 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 okay. Right, we got the next one. We have um, another member of, or a member of, the Fantastic Four that used to play in Oklahoma City, Serge Ibaka. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I saw him recently play. What fucking team was he on? Oh. <laughs> it's just... kind of fun sitting on the other seat. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the funny thing is he's got a cooking show too. And like they were, uh, I saw both of it and I can't. Re- uh... Uh, okay, see. <laughs> nope, so sorry. He is with the Bucks. Bucks, that's that because he was the honest. Yep, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. And okay. that's a great pickup. For that's the a Bucks, great pickup. That was a fantastic, a nice yeah. veteran guy that can uh, be yep. in the locker room, but also can come in and play some tough minutes. I yep. think that's good for a for a long season. All right, we got uh, one last one for you. We got Boyan Bogdanovich. Wait. Wasn't he on Detroit? Is that the other Bogdanovich? So this is Boyan Bogdanovich played for Utah last year. Yeah, is he on uh, Detroit now? Ding, ding, ding. You are yeah. correct. <laughs> There's the other Bogdanovich that played for Atlanta. And is he still on Atlanta? I don't know. Anyways, I got one right. Hey, I asked and you that like brother, two pods ago, didn't brother, I? It's not really his brother, I don't think, but it could be. Bogdan Bogdanovich plays for the Hawks. That's what it was. See, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're brothers, that's, but they're. I mean, it, it it could be the same thing as Williams in that in the U.S. You know, like very whatever. true, very okay. true. All so right, my game, I'm gonna give you a team. Okay, you tell me if this player ever played for them or didn't play for them. Simple. Got it. So it's a reverse role. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so Detroit Pistons. Okay. Allen Iverson. Uh, Allen Iverson was on the Detroit Pistons, okay. I think, for a year. Correct. What about Tracy McGrady? Oh, is this, all of this is for Detroit Pistons? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, did they play for Detroit or not? It's all okay. Detroit. All right. All right. So we're going with Detroit. I'm going to say Tracy did play for them for a year. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. We got the next one. Vlade Diva. No, he never played for the Pistons. Correct. I don't think he would have signed for the Pistons <laughs> because of the rivalry. So I'm going to say okay. No. Okay. What about um, Chris Weber? 
You know, Weber had a, a ton of little stops along the way, I think, after Sacramento. I'm, I think he did play a small stint towards the end of his career with the Pistons. And I think he actually won the championship with them in 2000. Did he? Okay. I, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I think he did. Not a significant role, but he was no. on the roster doing that? What yeah, about okay. Chris Middleton? Oh, Middleton. Oh, gosh. Was he there before he got his his big break with the Bucks? I'm going to say no. He did play. Did he? Okay. Yes. We're going... I was going to throw Nick Van Axel at you, but I know you know Nick Van Axel history better than I, just as well as I do. Uh, let's go with a uh, a gentleman in the league. I always thought he was actually a very cool guy, like a very like respectable guy. Sean Elliott. Sean, ooh. He played for uh, a lot of West Coast teams. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Sean Elliott did play for them. For he a did bit. play. He did play. Yep, yep. What about... Let me see. I have a list of players I've written down, and I'm trying to go back and forth with. Did they play? Okay, so did they play for? Ooh, Corey McGaddy. Did he play for them? Ooh, oh, for sure, one? he was on their team. Was he? For sure. Okay. What about? Um, I got two more. What about Dwight Howard? Uh, Dwight never, uh, never played for the Pistons. He didn't. Okay. What about Glenn the Dog Robinson? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. He, he didn't. didn't. He didn't. <laughs> no, that has to be the dog. <laughs> if you got your nickname, the the junkyard dog. Do you remember oh, no, that him? Was, that was a different guy. You know how I remember him? I remember he was the first right? player. To sign like a sixty some million dollar contract, and we were still in high school. I think it was, or maybe we were. No, he must must have been. Was high it school. with like? Didn't he play with the Bucks with Ray Allen back when did it? When yeah. he first started? Yeah, out? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was like yeah. early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousand. And uh, I was like, this motherfucker just got like we couldn't comprehend that much money, you know? Yeah, so, right. Now everybody was he number thirteen randomly. Uh, yes, he was. So, uh, anyways, thank you all for listening. We're running out of time. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Let's Chris will go. be losing lots of money. I will be winning lots of money. Lakers will win a couple of games. Grand prop bet overs all the assists, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Peace.